everybody. Welcome to Postcard of Brews. This is the podcast where we do a review while drinking a cold brew. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And we have a very, very exciting episode for you today. We've talked about it, I think, maybe every episode so far that we've done. Mm-hmm. This episode is why we're doing this. If it wasn't for copyright, I would hit Enter Sandman to queue up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all about Adam Sandler today. We're reviewing Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah. And just kind of like the filmography of Adam Sandler as a whole. There's lots of Sandlers here. It's a sandstorm. This is going to be good. I'm very excited about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And we talked a little bit about it on the last episode, but did Adam Sandler, we saw that Uncut Gems trailer when it premiered back in like September, and it got... Dave and I talking, and it kind of post credit brews really kind of formed from that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think this will uh, be a really good episode. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah, and one other thing, we uh, we're gonna open up the phone lines this episode. Yeah, we we're doing a little bit of experimenting, so we do have a phone line open. Obviously, you can't. Like, you won't know about it until this is, like, pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. But we did post something on, on social media. Give us a call. Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm not expecting much, but you never know. Get people talking. So, yeah, Uncut Gems. Dave and I both saw this. Definitely a dramatic turn for Adam Sandler a little bit, I would say. It's not something that you're particularly used to seeing with Adam Sandler. No, not at all. And uh, we're going to talk about it. And we're also going to be talking about, like I said, just his filmography in general. And I know an idea that Dave came up with that I'm pretty excited to see it executed on this show. What else are we going to be doing, Dave? Well, this is all developed just because of what you just said with mm-hmm. this is such a big turn from what Amazon is used to doing. So we're trying, I, I thought maybe we could take, pay homage to the Sandman. And I thought we should create the Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler. Yeah, I. It's a great idea, and I uh, I've got some really good ideas. I know there are a lot of movies he's done that I'm excited to talk about. We're gonna break down each facet of the Mount Rushmore. You know, it's four presidents. Mm-hmm. They each symbolize a different part of U.S. history. So, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna see which Adam Sandler roles movies mm-hmm. kind of fit in, in, into that. Fit into that mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. And we also have a beer for today, so uh, we are going to be going back to Lancaster Brewing Company. Yeah, on tap, it's the Strawberry Wheat. Yep, this is uh, this is a good beer. I'm going to say that right now. We're going to review it a little later. I have drank this many times, and it has always been really good. Yep, absolutely. So, Matt, without further ado, the, the traditional beer crack. Who's credit crack? Cheers. Cheers. Pick up while it's cold. Get out of my eye, damn. <laughs> Alright, let's just get down to the the nitty gritty. As I keep saying that I'm borrowing your, your gritty koozie this time. You're using it this time, yeah. Have you heard about what happened to our man gritty? I have seen a few headlines that are funny and very uh something you would expect to come out of this city, but uh let's explain it, dude. Well, he's under investigation by the Philadelphia police <laughs> for supposedly hitting, punching a 13-year-old in the back for when uh, he was doing like a photo shoot back in November. Do you think he did it? If he did, it was part of the act, and I, 
I think this is just an example of like the snowflake culture that we're living in. Mm. It's like you're really gonna get offended by a, a mascot giving me a little uh, shuffle in the back if it's true. I mean, I, I mean, it's gritty. Like what? What do you? Yeah, what are you expecting? Look at his Instagram. Like he doesn't play nice. He's savage. And yeah. one thing that he that was savage that he just did. The first time that I've seen someone address the the Houston Astros scandal that's going on right now in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know anything about that? I've heard of it, yeah. But what uh, so what's going on there? Just like in a nutshell, the, the Houston Astros are under investigation for supposedly cheating in the uh, 2017 World Series, which they won. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with with like pitchers and catchers, but they have yeah. like these these signs that they that the catcher will do. Like for example, like mm-hmm. he's at the he's the catcher's at home plate, and he'll put like one finger out in between his legs, so the pitcher can see, and that would say throw a slider. Yeah, he'll do two fingers, and it would say throw throw a curveball. Mm-hmm. So what the Astros were doing was that they had a camera in their home field that only their team had access to. So and yeah. they had screw monitors inside the dugout, so they would see that the opposing pitcher would put two fingers down, and say that's that's a, that's a slider, uh-huh. and and to tell the their batters while they're batting what mm-hmm. pitch was coming, they would bang these trash cans in the dugout. Yeah. So it yeah. made this loud sound. Yeah. Bang it on the trash can. Bang it on the street light. So like when like the batter is up there, they would see like hear a bang and say that's a curveball coming, so they can be ready for the pitch. Mm-hmm. And then there's all they also have another part of this game where some of the players were wearing wires in their underneath their jerseys and their shoulders, so it would buzz every time that like they they set it off by saying like here comes like a, here comes like a slider or a curveball. So it's a it's a whole thing. Like I think three different teams managers have been fired mm-hmm. over it. It's a crazy thing, but last night at the mm. at the Flyers game, yeah. Gritty was banging on the trash can with the Astros logo on it, mm. with like the make some noise, like let's go Flyers. Yeah. And then there's like he has that security guard that's always with him. He's holding up the sign that said, uh, "I learned this from the Astros." <laughs> that's funny. That's good. <laughs> I love Gritty's security because I've also heard them be called Gritty's handlers. Gritty's handlers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, nah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I would expect them to, you know, I would expect Brady to make fun of that whole situation, right? Well, I, I expected Philly to, Philadelphia to do something about mm-hmm. it. Like, I I envision, like, going to a Phillies game, like, facing the Astros and, like, yeah. hearing, like, it's, like, two two strikes, two outs in the ninth inning. And the fan shot will say, make some noise, but it's just, like, a, a, a trash can, like, smacking down. Yeah. Like, yeah. something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I could see Philly being that savage. Yeah. But I didn't expect Gritty, I, I didn't expect Grady to do it this fast. Yeah, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if Grady had shown up in Uncut Gems. To be honest with you, so we are going to get into some Uncut Gems spoilers, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about a bunch of different Adam Sandler movies throughout this episode. I'd be shocked if you haven't seen any of like his past movies. But mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Uncut Gems and you want to see it without any spoilers or anything, honestly. This is like the time to just turn it off, turn off, cut out, and yeah. just and just go away. Leave. Um, I, I keep hearing these these ads keep popping up for like supposedly Uncut Gems is going to be on Netflix soon. Have really? you seen anything about it? I, no. I, I mean, I don't think it is, but like for some reason, like I keep seeing these like articles where it's like Uncut Gems premiering on Netflix later this month. Yeah. But uh, I supposedly this made like decent money in the theater. That, I think I read. 
It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me at all. But But like I said, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it without spoilers, mm-hmm. like I said, just go away. Clock out. Go to a Lancaster Brewing Company, mm-hmm. grab a strawberry wheat, or, you know, it might be on Netflix, so just uh, sit back on your couch and, and listen to it. Yeah, all right, I'll see you guys there. So, without further ado, let's, uh, let's jump into this review. I mean, we didn't see it together. Mm-hmm. We so, saw it separately. Yeah, so what was your overall thoughts on Uncut Gems? I like the movie a lot. And I, I think what people need to understand going into this movie is there is so much tension around this movie and around, like, all of the decisions that H- Howard is making throughout the movie. Howard being Adam Sandler's character. And it, it's one of those things where, like, he makes one decision and you're just like, that was so stupid. And then he gets out of it. And then he just makes, like, another decision and you're just like, you just got right back into it. Um, and I, like, he's a gambling addict throughout this whole movie, but I think Sandler plays him really well. Like, I, this is something that we haven't seen Adam Sandler really ever do outside of some of those kind of, like, screwball comedies that he does and, you know, in the, the limited dramatic roles that he has done. But I think he, um, he was great in this. And I, I thought, I thought he carried the movie and I thought a lot of other people were really good in it, whether you're talking about... Um, you know, Lakeith Stanfield in it, and, you know, I know you had just told me Julia Fox, that was her first movie she was ever in. Yeah, she, I think she was one she of the She was great in it, yeah. Um, but, no, nah, I like this movie a lot, and, ladies, I mean, I think people really just need to understand, like, you're kind of, at least I was on the edge of my seat the whole movie. So, just based on all these decisions that he was making, and kind of where he was going from there, but what, uh, what did you think of this movie, Dave? No, I I have to agree with you. I I did think it was very entertaining, and I also was on the edge of my seat from the get go. Mm-hmm. The plot had many twists and turns, teetering on the brink of insane and almost unbelievable. Like some of the things that were happening in it, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought Adam Sandler was also outstanding and reaffirms the quality of acting and overall performance that he can give when the idea and the direction of the movie is mm-hmm. not in his hands. Yeah, and in his control. Yeah, you know, after the movie, I kept asking myself. Where has this version of Adam Sandler been this entire time? Because when you put him into like this kind of dramatic setting, like mm-hmm. he can give you a very, very good performance. Yeah. I mean, we've seen glimpses of his potential in roles such as like the Meyerwood stories and mm-hmm. Rain on Me, which is really good. I never saw and it. You never seen that? I never saw it, yeah. I saw I the Meyerwood stories, but I never Rain saw Rain on Me was really good. Me. And even like Punch Drug Love. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think that Uncut Gem solidifies Adam Sandler as a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Safdie brothers don't disappoint here at all either. Oof. I thought the cinematic shots, yeah. the the plot, the character development, and even style all blended well together and presented a story that keeps you interested throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that was a point that I wanted to bring up is the Safdie brothers directing this because I really liked the last movie that they did, Good Time. Good Time is awesome. With Robert Pattinson. I yeah. do, I think we should review that but, hey, for well, another episode. But let's go. That's yeah. a even you know like great movie, maybe around when like Batman comes out, so we can like kind of see how yeah Rob yeah. Pattinson is in that like like you know versus what he's in in this movie. And that's what I'll say is anybody who maybe has doubts on Robert Pattinson playing Batman should watch Good Time. 
because he, he's he's a great actor in that. I did see behind the scenes pictures of him like recently, mm-hmm. and he, I think he still looks a little too skinny for Batman. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've I've seen behind the scene pictures of Colin Farrell as Penguin. Yeah, but I haven't seen anything for him as Batman. But I'm excited for that. That's a, you know, it's for a different episode. That's right. Me. Yeah, DC just gets you excited and then like just let you down. So crumble. Yeah, let's just be excited for now. But uh, now the, the Safdie brothers are um, really good directors. I'm excited to see like what they do after this too. The only other movie that I've seen them was Good Time, but I do know that they're working with Sandler again in a short film called Goldman vs. Silverman that's coming out. Did you watch it? No. Yeah, I, I watch. It's 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 funny. I mean, it's it's very simple. Oh, it's already but, out. Yeah, it's it's you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it's uh yeah it's pretty funny. Funny, funny how? How am I funny? I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. But they're um I'm excited to see what they do. I, Martin Scorsese was an executive direct executive producer on this. Which I didn't know until I'd on, seen it in the credits. On I'll Cut Gems? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that until, uh, you know, like I said, saw the uh, credits. But So, you're usually pretty good with this stuff, Dave. So, let's, uh, can you give me, like, a synopsis of this, this um, movie? Of the, of the movie? Yes. Sure. So, let's see. The movie stars Adam Sandler's character, Howard Ratner. He's this jeweler and a gambling addict from New York. The movie set in New York in like the 2012-ish area, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, he gets in way over his head with loan sharks, and he buys an expensive gem that he found online that was discovered by Ethiopian Jewish mine workers to help pay off his debt. Ratner convinces one of his clients, NBA star Kevin Garnett, who plays himself, that this gem can help him in the NBA playoffs, and pawns Garnett's NBA championship ring that he receives in exchange as collateral for this gem. Ratner in turn bets on the Celtics game after lending Garnett this gem and wins big. When Garnett wants to buy the gem off him, Ratner scrambles to get money to rebuy the pawn championship ring while dodging his other loan sharks and dealing with his personal family life, which is on the brink of divorce. Perfect. That's the movie. Like it's you know essentially without you know without without giving all the yeah and the I craziness that happens. You that's, did a that's good job, it. I think, highlighting a lot of the parts in it. Whether it is uh, you know him with Kevin Garnett, him with his wife, you know, just all those things that are kind of going on around him. Yeah, it was really cool. Like one cool aspect of this movie was. The setting, it was 2012, I think. Don't don't quote me on that. Yeah. The Sixers and the Celtics are in the, in the NBA playoffs, which was like a real account, real account you know? Mm-hmm. And it was cool just seeing like the, the Philly ties that they had to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole scene in the movie where he goes to Philly. Yeah, he goes to the Sixers facility, yeah. You know, you know he gets left in the city. <laughs> what were some things that stood out to you in this movie, like different scenes or plot lines, anything? Again, I just think it was that, that that tension that's throughout this whole movie. And, you know, you're seeing these stupid decisions he's making, whether it's like, you know, pawning off, you know, the ring or, um, you know, everything with the one guy. Who was he? He was his, like, his brother-in-law, I guess, or something. Yeah. The, I think he the was, one guy. I think he was those, one of the lone sharks. Those two kind of, like, goons that were following him throughout the whole movie. It was just, you know, like I said, it was just you were... 
it, it was tough to root for this guy. It was, yeah. And I've seen a lot of really cool things where they're like, it's so tough to root for this guy, but it's like, you're cool with it because it's Adam Sandler. Like, if it was anyone else, like, you just wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be able to follow it as much, which is interesting because originally Adam Sandler wasn't supposed to be in this role. Do you know who was originally supposed to play him? No, who? Who? Originally, Jonah Hill was signed on for this movie. So I could, he I could see that. Howard. And I could have seen that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fat or skinny Jonah Hill? I feel like it probably would have been skinny, you know? I could see Fat Jonah Hill doing this. Either one. Yeah, but I, I think it probably would have been skinny. So there's that. And then Kevin Garnett, they were trying to eye another NBA star. It wasn't Kevin Garnett. It's probably, Le- it it's probably LeBron James, right? Nope. Think closer to him. It's, is a recent a recent yeah, player? He's playing now. Yeah. Embiid. Yep. Yeah. Embiid. They they looked for Embiid for this role. Yeah. Really. Back in like 2017. Jeez. But crazy, right? I couldn't imagine him in this role, but no, he can barely speak English. <laughs> no, so, no knock on him, but it's like you can't understand what he's saying half the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. But yeah, I mean, this movie it was just uh, like the part where he's at his daughter's play, and uh, like I said, those goons are kind of there watching him and uh then he winds up like naked and you know that was weird it was a little uncomfortable you know it was really uncomfortable the scene where he after he wins big on on the first bet that he gave the the gem to garnett mm-hmm. he goes to his apartment that, that, that he has with his with yeah. his girlfriend mm-hmm. with his family at a different house he yeah. goes to the apartment mm-hmm. and he hides in the closet and is like texting his his, his girl saying like uh all the all, all the provocative stuff yeah. and like what are you wearing and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that that was kind of weird. But then, and in that scene too, I thought like, well, he's resorting back to the normal Sandler that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Some of the comments that he was making that I'm, I'm not gonna say on air. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I I, I saw a couple of th- key points in that scene where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is Sandler. This is what I'm used to. Yeah, this is Adam Sandler. This is me. This is how I went. But. Yeah, no, this was a uh, this was a really good movie. I uh, th- there was a lot of stuff I liked in it. Like I said, just like the just the constant tension. Oh yeah, like you were just always on your on the edge of your seat throughout this whole movie. Exactly. His voice was kind of annoying toward the end of the movie. Oh, you, you know who he sounded like in this movie? The the one guy he works with a lot. That's in like a lot of his movies. He's one of the guy like the punk rockers in Little Nicky. Oh yeah, yeah. You know he he. Did his voice a little bit? The guy with the like black brown hair. I don't know. You know, it sounds like one of like the like the extra fish from SpongeBob. I can't find the coin slot. Something like that. Yeah, but he he did this. Yeah, he did like an accent or something. Oh, you know what else we got to talk about? You pointed. There's a character named Gooey in this movie. Yeah, Gooey. When I when I when I heard his name in the video, I actually laughed out loud. So Gooey <laughs> is. Gooey is the father-in-law yep. of Ratner. Yeah. Played by Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Why would you get the guy named guy's name Gooey? I don't know. I felt bad for him in the movie too because mm-hmm. when his he's in it for very, very little and his main role in it is Sandler's trying to buy back the, the gem from an auction mm-hmm. and he's trying to outbid Kevin Garnett for it. Because yeah. Garnett just is like, I'm done with you, I just want to just go and buy he it wants by it. myself. Yeah. So he tells his father-in-law to to place the bets and stuff like that because if it goes to him, like, for some reason it, it wouldn't work or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. 
I think because he was like the he was the bit holder, I think, or or something like that. Like yeah, he played, well, it he, was it was his gem, yeah. so he couldn't like yeah. auction you know bet on it or anything. So he was like, just just keep going like one ninety two hundred two ten. Like yeah. he'll 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 do it, and then Garnett stops that yeah. like He go he does like one ninety two ten. Two fifty. Yeah, they go up. And Sandler's just like, just keep going up because Garnett mm-hmm. will he'll stop at nothing to buy this. Yeah. And I think Garnett stops at like I think one seventy five or something like that. Yeah. So So they won, but they spent a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and he was just the last thing you see, they just throw him in the back of a car and he's upset. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things was Gooey. His Gooey. What was the thing? It was like when he took the gem to the auction, like he didn't get it appraised or something. Yeah. By like he didn't get like an independent appraiser. So they like appraised it there and it was I guess they, they had it bidding for much less than it was worth. The one thing so, I was I was waiting for in the movie was for them to say that like the whole gem was like a fake and it was a hoax and like and like and, like he knew about it and he yeah. was just trying to pawn people. Ethiopian Jewish workers though, like where is that from? Well Sandler, Sandler had to incorporate his Jewish background into some kind of movie. But then yeah, again, well, but then I mean, again, he wasn't involved with the creation writing in this. He's just yeah, an actor. Yeah, I saw a really good like interview where he was like, you know, my agent like brought this like script to my attention. He was like, "You absolutely should not do this movie." <laughs> he was like, "No, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> well, it's funny. That, it's funny that didn't he come out and say that if he doesn't win an Oscar for it, he's gonna make the worst movie ever. I did see that. Yeah, I don't even know. if... Yeah, maybe it was win or even, like, get nominated. I forget what it was, but... So he's going to make the worst movie ever, I'm sure. He's not going to have a hard time doing that. He's made some bad ones. <laughs> he's made some stinkers. Which is what we're going to start talking about soon. Right? Absolutely, yep. yeah. So. There's, I mean, there's not much we can really talk about more with un- Uncut Gems. I mean, we gave you a description. Yeah. We gave you our, our overall reactions to it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I think it, this is... It's a whole different aspect of Adam Sandler that we haven't seen, mm-hmm. and it was refreshing to see that. It was cool seeing that side of him, mm-hmm. and I think I'm excited to see if he would be willing to explore that that side that he can that he can bring out yeah. based on the positive reaction that he's getting from this. Yeah, no, I, I hope he does more movies like this moving forward. So, but we'll see. And it's cool that like he like had, except I keep saying he had no ties to this. Like Happy Madison didn't have any ties to this. Because yeah. he was solely just an actor mm-hmm. in, in this movie. That's another thing I read where they're saying when he works with like new directors, somebody who he hasn't worked with before, it usually turns out really well. Versus like well, I don't know how many movies. Well he's, he's out of his comfort like, zone, like, you know. Dugan. Yeah. Like Happy Madison, like mm-hmm. if you look back at Sandler's uh, filmography, he's either starring in a movie from Happy Madison or he's producing a Happy Madison production with some of his other friends. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a good point. So, I, I think this movie worked for him. Yeah, hopefully he does more. Yeah, there's there's not much else that we can really talk about with with uncut gems. I mean, unless there's something else that you really want to want to talk about, maybe we could just talk start going into the uh, the Adam Sandler discussion that we're gonna get into. No, I I think this might be a good time for us to test out the phone lines, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, let's um. What do you have in yeah. mind? I think I have someone we can give a call in mind. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, hand, hand me your phone. Okay. Right, let's give him a call. Hello? Hey, Dad? Yeah, you called, hey, your, you called your dad? Yeah, yeah. You're, uh, <laughs> you're on post-credit bruise. 
Yeah, sounds good. How you guys doing? How you doing, Dave? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Good. So, you know, obviously, we, uh, you know, we, we did review Uncut Gems for this episode. So, okay. um, I know you saw the movie as well, so let's just, uh, let's hear some of your thoughts on it. Uh, it was, uh, being used to all the, all the Sandler movies, um, it was certainly a, a change for him, um, and certainly didn't have the, uh, well, the regular cast that Sandler movies usually, usually have, so it was this whole entourage. a little bit. Yeah, the you know, the Schwartzens, the Snyders, and all those. You know. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it was, it was refreshing seeing him do something without his entourage, and yeah. honestly, without having like his production company have any involvement in it. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was good. He still had stuff. Uh, you know, the little little things. The, the the best part of the whole movie was the ten seconds that John Amos was in it. So that that was. So who, who, was, the, who was John Amos? He was the neighbor, right? But, like, who, who is he yeah. in general? Like, what's he known he, for? He was uh, on Good Times back in the 70s. He was the father. <laughs> I think he was on Roots. You know, he was, had a lot of... Uh, I forgot, of, I forgot years, about that. Yeah, so, so it, was, ra- it was so random. That's the type of thing I like about the, the Sandler movies are so random sometimes. Yeah. You know, they... <laughs> But the, you know, it was good. It just added, you know, you could tell that, that he probably had something to do with that. That was a typical Sandler <laughs> move in there. You know? it, it almost looked like he like he, he wanted to. He, he, it's like yeah. he yeah he planted that in himself. Yeah. Yeah. So what do yeah. you what, what's like the most random cameo you've ever seen in a Sandler movie? The most random cameo. Well, yeah. I, I mean, John Amos was pretty random. <laughs> 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 that, that was that was very random. Uh, I think um, I I don't know maybe it wasn't a, it wasn't a random cameo, but Jack Nicholson and anger management certainly was a couldn't see them change, working together. You know? Yeah, I never thought I'd yeah. see those the two together. Mm-hmm. For me, I'd, I'd yeah. probably say maybe Vanilla Ice Vanilla was, was, Ice, the, was one of the most random cameos I've ever seen him Vanilla do. Ice. Definitely, that him and Blake Shelton and the Ridiculous Six was definitely that was pretty random. <laughs> Harvey Keitel's yeah. in that one too. Nick Nolte's <laughs> in that too. <laughs> Nick Nolte, yeah, no, the, the other one, yeah, with uh, Pacino and and Jack and Jill, obviously that was a yeah. He's he's worked with some good people. Yeah, he probably owes someone. Yeah, think, a, he probably owes someone a debt to do that movie. I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you know that that's uh, that's the. The class of uh, Sandler movies, you know, that the, the whole thing with I wanted to mention with um, the whole thing with John Amos is the same thing with the do-over. Okay, with the, the whole incident with they were in like a Walmart and David Spade's working as a as a bank teller, <laughs> and the woman comes up to him and asks him where the you know where the toilet paper is or something. <laughs> Stuff like that is classic Sandler, you know. Sandler that, stuff, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a great movie, but those scenes are... Yeah, yeah. You know. So what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie then? Yeah, we're starting to make the uh, the Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler. Yeah. So if you could choose yeah. four movies that you could put on your Mount Rushmore for Adam Sandler, what mm-hmm. would they be? <laughs> the four Sandler, that's a good one. Uh, uh, I'd have to put Happy Gilmore on there. Good um, choice. Huh. The, the Wedding Singer. 
I like the wedding singer. Yeah, it's yeah. underrated. Yeah. People forget about that country. one. Yeah. Um, uh, little Nicky. It's bizarre, but I put little Nicky <laughs> on there. Uh, I, another know, one. I haven't made that an honorable mention. You love the Chicago scene in that. The Chicago scene was one of the best scenes of all time. That was a great <laughs> scene. the record backwards. That, I love Chicago that. Chicago kicks ass. Yeah, I remember that. And then, then probably Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds is... That's what I'm saying. Mr. Deeds, 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 good. Deeds doesn't get a lot of love. Yeah. I love yeah. Mr. Deeds. Yeah. yeah that Deeds was a great a movie. movie. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi's in that. Yeah. He's in all the... My, probably in all the ones. I wasn't in Gilmore or anything, but... Wedding but, yeah, singer, yeah. Buscemi's been in a lot. He's been in a lot of. Uh, yeah. I didn't see the the cobbler. I didn't see. So I guess you know. Didn't... We didn't see that one either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so cool. yeah, he's got. Sandler certainly has a, a wide array of uh, of movies. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we were saying we hope to kind of see him in some more movies like Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, would you be more excited to see him do something like like this movie, or would you rather him go resort back to what he's doing? I know he just signed on another deal with Netflix to do add some more of his movies that he's been putting out there. I think he probably enjoys doing those movies. He probably has more control over them. Uh, and you know, he hey, make it, he's making money off of it. Yeah, he's making a lot of money just for he's making a lot of money just for um, yeah. make, making films with his friends. I mean, yeah. that's the ideal that's the ideal world right mm. there. I applaud yeah. it. Yeah, I was hearing that's like his yeah. method. Like he gets to do all these movies with like people he likes working with and his friends. And, yeah, yeah. He's got his own crew, his own posse there. You know, it's just a, like, the, as as the as the Sandler the Sandman's uh, branch grows. It's funny just seeing like. Selma Hayek's on the branch now. Maya Rudolph's on the branch now, and yeah. Vanilla Ice is on the branch now. They just yeah. Eventually, yeah. eventually, eventually, we're going to become Sandmen. Yeah, Dave Matthews is in some. <laughs> Dave Matthews, that's a Dave, Dan Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. Yeah, but he, he's entertaining. You got to give him that though. Yeah, he's that's funny. Yeah. So. so I guess you know the, you guys the re, the review of uh, Uncut Gems and maybe, you know hey should should got the should have been nominated for one of the Golden Globes or the Academy Award but hey one of those you know yeah he was good in it things things happen yeah yeah, yeah we have some strong opinions about about the snubs mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're we're both kind of upset about it yeah yeah we'll talk more about yeah, it. yeah we'll talk more about it so. you gotta check out the the episode when it when it goes live probably yeah. sometime next week mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You got any final thoughts about Adam Sandler, Dad, before we sign out? No, just, uh, you know, classic, uh, you know, classic actor, you know, never, in, in his own way, you know, he's just in his own way, he's, uh, you know, he kind of connects with that bizarre thing. It's hard to really explain, you know, it's just yeah. so... Well, like, well, well, Matt, well, Matt and I saw most of his movies we were nine, ten, so we <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. So, like, he gravitates toward like that that nine, ten year old bathroom humor. Yeah, and most of his movies, yeah. and then, and then he feeds yeah. off the nostalgia that that for years and years that's coming along with it. It's mm-hmm. it's a perfect yeah. model. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't think he really planned it. I think it's just the way he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Morty likes Sandler too, doesn't he? Or... Who? 
Murray? Does it Morty like Sandra? Sandra? I, yeah, I think it, we're, okay. we'll, uh, I think he's got some some pretty strong opinions about him not getting nominated. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that happens. You know, can't can't, can't get them all, but that, that's yeah. Some of the best movies are you know people that were never nominated and they were never put up as best picture. You know, that's true. Some of the most memorable movies. Yeah. Know? So, all right. Well, we. Uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you uh, stopping by and talking with us about Adam Sandler. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It was, it was, it was, a, it was talk, a pleasure man. talking to you. Yeah. No problem, guys. Thanks All for right. having me cool. on. All, All right. right. Okay. Take care. We'll see you. Hey, take it easy. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> Pizza time. All right, Matt, let's talk about the beer we're drinking today. We got a good one for you. I'll bring the beers. So, today we have Lancaster Brewing Company's Strawberry Wheat, ale with natural strawberry flavor, brewed and canned by Lancaster Brewing Company. Yeah, they're not kidding when they say that it's all natural strawberry flavor. That's all I'm tasting when I drink this. It's good. I, I like this beer a lot. We've obviously drank it before. Yeah, we've been to Lancaster Brewing Company before. It's mm. it's very very good. Yeah, it's um four point seven, so it's it's pretty light, not super heavy. Yeah, honestly, I don't taste any beer in this whatsoever. All I get is just a mouthful of strawberry. Get a lot of strawberry with this, yeah, which I think is cool. Yeah, like I don't need this super like hoppy beer, but it's got some good flavor to it. Yeah, it almost doesn't. It tastes like a shandy type thing, you know. Doesn't really taste like. Yeah, beer. yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The can's kind of cool, though. It's yeah. So what we got? It's on like here? a pickup truck that looks like it was picking up a strawberry from a farm. Big old strawberry. It's a big old strawberry. Yeah. You know, it looks like a. Remember that episode? Hey Arnold, when they make the the big, the big pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Throw it on the back. Of the and they're playing. They're playing cards, and at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big ass strawberry. Yeah. The can has a message for you, too. It says, if you enjoy a delicious, mild body craft beer, look no further than our award-winning strawberry wheat, a Lancaster original since 1995. Wow. Okay. Our classic American wheat is brewed with white wheat, two-row, and caramel. Caramel, caramel? I say caramel. Do you say caramel? I say caramel. Caramel. A silent. It's silent, folks. Two row and car- and caramel malts and a touch of strawberry for incredibly smooth and refreshing flavor. The color of it is a pale ember, so don't don't get too worried if you pour it into a pint glass and you see that it's a little bit darker. Mm. It's four point seven percent alcohol, like Matt mentioned. Mm. You know, very very good. Give it a try. How many brews would you give this? Four brews. Yeah. I'll give it four brews. It's good. I'm not a big fan of strawberry, but this is one of the few instances where I can tolerate it. It works in this. Yeah. Yeah. And it honestly, it, like I mentioned before, it doesn't taste like a beer at all. So while it's 4.7% alcohol content, it could be dangerous if if that's all you're, if you drink more than one of these at one sitting. Yeah. So with that in mind, please don't drink and drive. Do not. It's not we, wise. Like we say every week, you know, if you can, yeah, instead of driving yourself, get an Uber, get a Lyft, you got a ton of options. Do not drink and drive. 
you can enjoy the beer more when you're not worrying about getting behind the wheel and and driving while drink while drinking these. Mm. I can get behind that message, Dave. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and honestly, like, it's not even cool to drink and drive. It's so lame. Very lame. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Yeah, it's like talk, it's like talking to a five year old. But yeah, go out to Lancaster Brewing Company, try the strawberry wheat, and just have a good time with it. to post-credit brews with matt and dave so now dave and i are just going to be jumping into the the mount rushmore of adam sandler like we talked about earlier my dear lord yeah this is i guess the the theme for what really drove this podcast Mm -hmm. it was the first idea that i remember we talked about it on the last episode Mm -hmm. that you and i went to a bar in philly and i said hey why don't we do this podcast Mm -hmm. this might be something that i have in mind that we could do just to spearhead it. This was going to be our first episode, but yeah, yeah. we did the trial run with Joker, and the trial was actually so good that we just kept we just well. kept it as our first one. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we just thought, well, let's just do Uncut Gems when mm-hmm. it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, we, we always kind of had the idea of wanting to do it as a Christmas episode, and then the movie didn't really come out near us until after Christmas, so, uh, yeah, we decided to review it now, but I know you have a really good layout for this one, though, Dave. Yeah, so I, I did some research on... Do you know anything about Mount Rushmore? Like, No, not too much. I know there's presidents on there, but... I did a couple couple notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Mount Rushmore is in Black Hills and Keystone, South Dakota. Okay. I always thought it was in California. I always knew it was in like one of those like Dakotas. Yeah. I'm keep, maybe I'm thinking of like the Hollywood sign. I don't know why I keep putting Mount Rushmore and that together. Very similar. I don't know. But it was sculpted by this guy named, and and I apologize if if I get this guy's name wrong. It's coming from someone that has a long last name, mm-hmm. it, yeah. You know, you butcher it once and then you just roll with it. If you stutter on it, just like it's more insulting. Keep going. They call me David N. At this point, you know what I mean. I told yeah. the people at graduation, just call yeah. me David N. Like, David N. I don't care. Yeah. So this the guy that sculpted this is a gentleman by the name of Gutzon Barglum. Hey. This thing was, it took about 20 years to build. From mm-hmm. 1927 to 1941, this thing was being constructed. It's mm-hmm. 60 feet tall. So this is what we're dealing with, with the Mount Rushmore. When we're comparing Adam Sandler to this, a 60-foot sculpture that took 20 years to mm-hmm. build. That's kind of like his career. He's he's just as important as Mount Rushmore, Adam Sandler. Absolutely. So, so the whole concept yeah. of the Mount Rushmore is that it has the heads of four famous United States presidents, mm-hmm. and they each represent a different part of our nation's history. So the layout that, that Mount Rushmore has is that George Washington's head represents the birth of the United States and what he did to establish us as a country. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson's head it expands upon our growth, you know, trades, imports, exports, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how we're connecting to the world yeah. and how we're building ourselves up. Theodore Roosevelt is all about the the development of like systems in place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Different infrastructures, all different systems, everything coming together as one. Mm-hmm. And Abraham Lincoln was all about the preservation of like morals and values. You know, like and really just establishing a legacy. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I thought that maybe with that in mind, we could make ourselves the Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler. Whether we want to do movies slash roles, incorporate the two into one, it doesn't matter. But I think we can really lay the foundation of what got Sandler going, mm-hmm. what he grew off of, how he's established himself, and what his legacy is. There's like our four main concepts. Yeah. This is going to be tough. I will be honest. We did plan this out a little bit ahead of time. So I made my Mount Rushmore. Matt made his Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably best if we just go head to head and with each of them and, and just see what we chose and explain why we chose it. Let's jump right into it. So yeah. I'm the guest of your, your apartment. Mm. I'm going to give you home field advantage. So without further ado, what's your first choice? My first choice, so we're just starting from the beginning, right? So yeah, like birth. this is like like the birth of Adam birth. Sandler. Did you know what so, his first role was? I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you know what his first thing he ever did was? Overboard? Yes, as a movie, but it wasn't the first time you saw him on screen. Was he in an episode of Golden Girls? He was in four episodes of The Cosby Show. Really? Yeah. Did he play, like, the same character or just <laughs> yeah. Like extra? Yeah, he played one of the... Theo's uh, friends. Okay. I didn't know that. I did not know that. But I didn't mean to cut you off. So I think... And this... This is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. And I think the movie that really kind of started him off on this career... You know, this career path. My first choice is... Billy Madison. Okay, Billy Madison. That is, that, for me, that is, you know, where he kind of really started off. And I think you really saw some of those those Sandler tropes that worked really well in those, like, earlier seasons. Not earlier seasons. Earlier, like, movies he did. So you saw Steve Buscemi in there. Um, you know, he had Chris Farley in there. I'm trying to think of other people he had in there. But, you know, I mean, he he was just kind of this goofy, you know, man-child... I don't know. I, I just think this is a great kind of like starting off point for him. And every time I watch this movie, like there's always something that I always laugh at. It, it's a funny movie. Yeah, this is a funny movie. It's a, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. I personally would think that Billy Madison, it felt more like a, a trial run at, at a motion picture for him. Mm-hmm. It really just seemed kind of off the wall. It kind of like, I, I hate to compare it to this, man. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But it had different different feels to like the movie The Pest. Man, no, I, I'm not going to share a podcast with you if you're going to compare Billy Madison to The Pest. No, Google no, The Pest. No, but like I'm, don't watch it. I'm, no, but like it's it was just so off the wall, and I mean, the story just. It was so bland. It was more so. It was more humor than anything. I, but that's so funny. Like the dumb humor, like the penguin showing up. You know. Yeah. It, like, I think that's the movie that really just like. If you want to like one of the one of like the things you identify Adam Sandler with is like he has that like nine ten year old bathroom humor. Mm-hmm. That's Billy Madison to a T. Yeah. <laughs> it, you, know, you know what my my favorite scene in the, well I don't know favorite scene in this movie, but <laughs> the scene where he's. 
he like tells like his dad and who's Bradley Whitford, I forget what his name was, but uh, you know, in the movie he's like, you know, I'm gonna go back to school, I'm gonna graduate, and then I'm gonna show you that I can run the business. And it it's just quiet for a little bit and then Tumble for You comes on. And he's just dancing. <laughs> out of down nowhere. The st- <laughs> out of nowhere, yeah. Dumb stuff like that though. It's, I do like the yeah. I do like the one some the dad scolded him. About like hanging out with his friends all the time, and he's like, "You dress like a you dress like a slob." And he goes, "Actually, I stole this shirt from Frank." And he lifts the shirt up, and it just says Frank <laughs> on it. It's a great Halloween costume. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was another good scene too. And I know you, you think this is funny. We're just we're just gonna rattle the rest of the yeah. podcast is just us rattling all funny scenes from Billy Madison. But the uh, the part where uh, they're watching the news and they're talking about how like you know millionaires like son. Um, you know, scams his way through school. And then you just hear Norm MacDonald, and he's like, now, 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 maybe it's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that scene with the, they're watching that show with the dolls. Like, Speak for yourself, moron. Yeah. Oh my God, that is funny. <laughs> I like that one scene where Norm MacDonald's talking to him at one of his, he got parties for every grade he graduated. I thought that part was funny. And that was good. The one, the one he's like, do you want to go get that that tour server there on a buzz and see what happens? And I was like, yeah, maybe later. Like, All right, I'll go put some beer in a bucket. And he just walks <laughs> off set. Like dumb stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I I will say though, I did make the my fantasy football team after Billy Madison. My name was the Revolting Blob. Hey, that's it's a great name. Principal Anderson. He was funny. <laughs> he was good. I like the one scene where he uh, you just see him looking in the pool. He's in a float. He's like. Blowing water out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what was Buscemi's character's name in that? I don't remember, but... Was Buscemi in it? He was, yeah. He, like, saves him in the end, remember? Oh. <laughs> he was the he was the friend. He went to school with Billy. Billy's trying to make amends, so he calls everybody that, that he did, made fun of. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm really sorry for what happened in high school. Out of nowhere. And he he's like, yeah, man, we're, we're chill, we're cool. Yeah. And, and then it... You just see him like sit on his couch with a sign behind the couch that says "People I need to kill," and it says "Blood Madison" was one of the things that that wasn't scratched off. Yeah, and he scratches off with lipstick, and he puts the lipstick on his <laughs> mouth, and he's sitting there and he's like, "Do do do do." So we we talk a lot about Billy Madison. So I'm interested. I think I know what yours is going to be, and I am. If I know what it is, I'm not going to argue with you on it. But let's. So what is yours? So it's my it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with my first pick, I'm going to choose Happy Gilmore. I, I knew you would pick that. And, th- and to be honest with you, that would be my runner-up for Billy Madison. Yeah, and the way I thought about it was it was one of his first movies. Billy Madison was first. I didn't. I actually didn't know Billy Madison was first until I did some research for this episode. Yeah. Happy Gilmore came out a year after. And I don't know. I, I just think Happy Gilmore stands more to this day than Billy Madison does. I come across people that really are, are with are with me and it's just like Billy Madison, it's funny. But I wouldn't say it's like excellent. It wasn't like great or I loved it. Yeah. But Happy Gilmore was what it was a more serious tone for him. Mm. You know, he had all the same kit different aspects of like his movies, you know. Yeah. Sandler always gets the the hot the hot woman. The mom, it was the mom from a Modern Julie, Family, Julie and she Bell. looks so much older in in that than she did in, yeah, in Modern Family now. She's definitely had some work done. Is that Julie Julie Bowen? <laughs> Julie Bowen, yeah, Jack Shepard's wife, yeah, ex wife, right? Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like in a lot of ways, Happy Gilmore might might be a little bit more quotable too. You know, everyone knows Chubbs, Shooter McGavin, Mr. Larson. <laughs> Chubbs. Oh yeah, Chubbs is good in that. He he steals the movie, I think. All the scenes of Chubbs. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it was Carl Weathers. I mean, how, how could you not like Chubbs? You're pretty sick, Chubbs. Favorite scene in the movie. I liked a lot of the scenes of Shooter McGavin, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's the one scene where they're all, like, pushing the beach balls around, like, in the, in the middle of, like, this supposed to be quiet golf thing. Yeah. And then all you hear is, Damn you people, this is golf! <laughs> I don't know, I like, um, one of the most quotable things, I think, from the movie is, uh, you know, he goes in that fight with Bob Barker. The price is wrong, bitch! That's always good. Yeah. I always like when, uh, the, the one guy that just wants to go to Red Lobster... We got red lobster, my treat. Jackass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's funny just seeing that when you see the movie on like TV, on like a like ABC Family or or TBS, they they dub it out. And it's like the price is wrong, Bobby. Oh yeah, it's it's so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. But yeah, but when I go back to Happy Gilmore, I I really think that overall, just the story alone, it, it's more complete. Mm-hmm. I think they developed the characters a lot more. Like you definitely feel for Happy Gilmore when he uh, when he finally wins it at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Billy Madison, and it's like he graduated, but it's like he's also like this rich kid. So yeah. it's like if he failed, like he's still rich, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I I really do think that like I, it, as Sandler got smarter as the movie went on in Billy Madison, I thought the the picture overall just got dumber as it was going down mm-hmm. as it was going forward i mean yeah whereas in happy gilmore it's like you know he's down on his luck you know he he gets cut from the hockey team his white his his girlfriend leaves him his grandmother's house is is being sold and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it's just ever since then it's just like him bettering himself you know as a person too because mm-hmm. he was a low life at the beginning and then he started yeah. to mature and come around and all that kind of stuff I like that how he, um, what, what's he known for in hockey? Taking a skate off and trying to stab someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's a great movie. I don't, uh, like I said, I won't argue with you on you making this your, you know, your kind of first yeah. first one on there. But so. I think, like, for, for the both of I'm going to talk for the both of us, like, we chose these movies because it was Adam Sandler starting out. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of his career, yeah, yeah, and it's really these move, both these roles were were defining to him because you know this is where you first start seeing all the different aspects of Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. He gets the hot girl. There's bathroom humor. Yeah, it's always an old person making a perverted joke. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some other Adam Sandler tropes that you can think of that that would fit into what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I think you kind of you know you really kind of highlighted them pretty well where. Right, with what you're saying, there's potty humor. He is, you know, a pretty, very attractive, like, wife or love interest in the movie. Um, Kids always say, 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 like, curse words and stuff like that. Yeah, he, he has this whole crew in there, whether it be a Rob Schneider or Nick Swole. I mean, if we're talking about Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, I'm trying to think of who showed up in those ones. Chris Farley. You know? Yeah, Chris Farley, maybe. But, like, I think, like, Chris Farley had passed right mm-hmm. as this was beginning because these came out in, like, 1995 and 6. 95, yes, back to back, yeah. So, I mean, I think mm-hmm. 
Chris Rock died what ninety seven. Ninety eight. Ninety seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think it was ninety seven. So that might be yeah. one of his last roles. Mm-hmm. At least in like Blaine yeah, Madison, yeah. he wasn't in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. Let's pour one out for Chris Farley. Right, definitely. Rest in peace. Did you see him do that like tribute on SNL for Chris Farley? That was really cool. That was really good. Well, he did yeah. that in his um his stand up stand up special. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, it's that really was good. That was cool. Yeah, and he's I, I don't think people understand like he's supposed to be known as like this like genuinely good guy. Like he's supposed to be like a really nice guy in real life. Oh yeah, you know. So um, we love we love the Sandman. Yeah, Sandy. So you should definitely check out his uh his special on Netflix. It's called Adam Sandler One Hundred Percent Fresh, and it's literally just. A compilation of him going on the road and and just doing doing stand up bits. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a full like that's what the it's like a documentary more so than a special. Like it's really just like different cutscenes of him like doing different different stand up things. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I think we really established like the birth of Adam Sandler with those, and I think we both. Although we disagree with which one should be it, I think overall we're on the right path with choosing yeah. like the general idea of what the birth is going to be. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, I really think we should move on to the second feature of the Mount Rushmore, which is Thomas Jefferson and like the growth of, of Adam Sandler. Okay. So with that in mind, Matt, what is your pick? This was a a tough one, Dave. And I'm, I'm trying to think, so the growth, kind of him sort of taking himself away from that, you know, whole image that he set for himself in Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. And I really think what I'm going for in this one, The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer? The Wedding Singer. Okay. Yeah. In terms of, like, growth. And I think... I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I think in this, in The Wedding Singer, he just played kind of like a regular guy. Like, yeah. he was a wedding singer. But, like... And I, I think what I've liked Adam Sandler doing is rather than playing those, like, just crazy, like, you know, characters and over-the-top and fart and poop jokes, like, I actually kind of felt for him in this movie a little bit. You know? Yeah. And I don't think he was just... Like, he had some moments in the movie, whether it be that whole, like, shut up. You know, all that or stuff. somebody kill me, please. Yeah. yeah. But I think overall, like, I think he did a good job of balancing that kind of, like, rom-com humor with just, like, the regular, like, Adam Sandler that we were used to. Yeah. In this. And I think he works really well with Drew Barrymore in the movie. And I think this is kind of where... Like, when I look at the movies, like, none of these other movies are going to make my list coming up, but, like, Fifty First Dates, I think in terms of, like, a regular Adam Sandler movie, that's the last, like, really good Sandman movie, you know? Um, but, uh, no, I, I think the, the Wedding Singer, I just think it's very, it's just, it's good, it's a good balance of a lot of that stuff. I like that choice. So. I really do like that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, 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 would, I would agree with you with the... With the idea that it's more of a role where he he takes a step back, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not... I mean, the movie's about him, but it's not, like, all about him. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a bigger picture to what... Mm-hmm. Bigger picture, bigger story to what he's trying to portray in yeah. The Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. It's... 
it's more of an Adam Sandler movie, but I think he's a lot more vulnerable in this role than he has been in movies that he did after that. I'd agree with you. So I would agree with that. So now I'm interested. What? So what's your choice for this? You know, I think like two minds really do think alike because I'm kind of on the same path as you. With my second choice, I'm going to go with Mr. Deeds. Ooh, okay. And I like Deeds. And it's for the, pretty much the same reasons what you said about the wedding singer. Mm-hmm. This is a role that he uh, was very more mature in. It was still a Sailor movie mm-hmm. in, in regards to... All the tropes that I think we've mentioned a couple times. Yeah. But I, I think that like his character in this role was just kind of like the guy in The Wedding Singer. Just mm-hmm. an average guy, you know? He yeah. wasn't over showy, wasn't over the top. Mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds is about, you know, he's the inherent mm-hmm. billionaire, the great-grandson yeah. of this of this hotel company. Doesn't even want it. He's from like a a nowhere town, and uh, I don't know. And it's the same thing that you mentioned. I'm going to compare Adam Sandler and Wyona Ryder working really well together with yeah. uh, Sandler and Drew Barrymore working really well together. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it, I think it, at the end it focused more on like the the love connection between the two characters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I just keep looking back to you know. You look at Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, and then he went on, and then he did The Water Boy. We completely just skipped over The Water Boy with this. I was kind of shocked that neither of us picked, picked that. But then Big Daddy, I thought Big Daddy would have been like he. That was one of his more like. I thought you were gonna pick Big Daddy for this one. It was it was between that and Mr. Deeds, but yeah. I'm I'm thinking of like just longevity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other things that he did in between Mr. Deeds and Big Daddy of significance, he was just like cameos or, or being for a producer. Yeah, but yeah. You know, Mr. Deeds came out in 2002, mm-hmm. and then The Waterboy and Big Daddy came out 98, 99, mm-hmm. respectively. So, so there was a little bit, little bit of a, yeah. of a gap. You look at Mr. Deeds; the story itself was in a more serious tone, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It, it just, it just seemed like you were seeing a more mature version of Adam Sandler while still sticking to his roots. Yeah, he had a lot of his crew in this one. I would say Steve Buscemi, yeah, Crazy Eyes, um, John McEnroe. He was he was in a few of these after that. He's always known for getting the most random people in his movies. Yeah, yeah. John McEnroe. <laughs> That's a random one for sure. And um, and and just and just for like, just overall as a movie, mm-hmm. Anderson in the movie just makes the movie just so much even better. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. He was great. You remember that Anderson. scene when they're. Uh, on the plane, they're singing David Bowie's uh, Space Oddity. Yeah. I always, every time I hear that song, I yeah. think of that scene. Yeah, yeah. And the two air, uh, pilots are clapping at the part. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I was love that when they get the news thing. It's like, watch out, Johnny. Woo! <laughs> he jumps, jumps over, over the taxi. That's good. No, sir. You're a disgrace. Or the scene when they're, uh, Throwing the cats out the, at the, uh, the window. <laughs> How many cats you got? Seven. Holy shit! Let's get cracking. <laughs> I apologize for the language. <laughs> Grabs the one by the tail. <laughs> so throws him like one lands in a cake, one lands in a guy's afro. <laughs> like that's what the Sandler tropes that we're talking about. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, 
I love that, like, his character just writes greeting cards. <laughs> the end, when he gets all of them, the, uh, I don't even know what cars they are, like the Mustang. Oh, the Ferraris, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, these things are fast. <laughs> the one line in was one card's like, dancing around like the Keebler Elf. <laughs> Finally time for this poor schlub. <laughs> to know what it feels to fall in love. You see, like, that's also what I'm saying. Like, it, the movie's so quotable. Mm. Yeah. Mr. Deeds might be one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. It's a great, it's a great Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. But yeah, Wedding Singer, Mr. Deeds. I think from what we were both saying, we both kind of agreed. This is like how Adam Sandler like grew as mm-hmm. as an actor, and yeah. and how his movies grew overall. Mm-hmm. Like you, you saw that he was very immature at the beginning, and then he. You can see that he can toe the line between maturity and immaturity a little bit while still sticking to his roots. Yeah, yeah. But now, like, you go on to the third head of the Mount Rushmore, which is Theodore Roosevelt. And he was all about, like, like developing systems in place, you know, different infrastructures, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So what would you say for Adam Sandler on his Mount Rushmore? I mean, it's kind of hard to think of, like, developing. It's kind of a weird word to to think of something to put put in place yeah. but like maybe like let's use the word establish mm-hmm. so like what's like what would you say was is establishing adam sandler maybe more so in, in like like the the present you know what it, i don't necessarily think you can look at this as like quality but i think needs to get some acknowledgement here so with my pick what adam sandler has been able to establish at netflix has been something that we all should be talking about. Whether you think they're good movies or not, I think we need to talk about it. Dude, right? I was just going to mention the Netflix movies that he's doing too. Yeah. And the only time that I've actually sat down and seen them is a night after the bar where I had a crash at your place because that's where we went afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah. and I just I slept on the couch and you threw one of these movies on. Mm-hmm. And you said, this is great, you have to check this out. Yeah, I it was like, freaking like, The Night, or Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler, know, or, you know. The of, the, the do-over, Ridiculous Six. I mean, they're awful, awful movies. He's making so much money off them. I know, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's wild, and he's working with big people. He's got Chris Rock in the one, he's got Jennifer Aniston. The one he just did this year with Jennifer Aniston... Is like the most viewed movie on Netflix for that year. Is it yeah. really? Murder mystery or something. Yeah. Jeez. So, I I didn't see it. I have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Netflix movies for Sandler. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I kind of hope to see him do more of these, like, uncut gems roles with his Netflix deals, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, the one thing I will say about this Netflix deal is, and I think it really fits in well with. We're we're gonna go combine this together. I, I my my pick is yours, just the overall Netflix series. Yeah. I haven't seen all these through. I I maybe one day I'll go back and and watch watch them okay. after, after especially after this episode maybe just for reflection and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it definitely sets the tone for what Adam Sandler is doing, and I I gotta be honest. I kind of admire his business style. He's doing something that he loves to do. He's making movies mm. with his friends. And it's 
the slapstick humor that they think is funny. It's yeah. not what what the academy thinks is funny. It's not, and they really don't care what your your opinion is. They're just doing it just to have fun. Yeah, the, and they're making a shit ton of money off it. That's like the the goal. That's the dream. You know, dream, yeah. His whole crew is in, are in those movies. You know, I mean, we have, we have thought about write, writing and doing mm-hmm. doing movies for like just for as fun. as kids, yeah, yeah. as kids, and I. This podcast, just seeing all this stuff, it's kind of like fueling that fire a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a couple of my, things in, in mind that I would, wouldn't mind putting on paper and pen, you yeah. know? Yeah. I won't argue with you on that, Dave. Yeah, you're right. So I, I think this was a great fit for this, you know? Because I really kind of looked at his list and I was just like, I don't know what. And it seems like it's going to continue too, because he just renewed it, right? In 2017? I think so. I mean, initially it was four. And I think that was up with the Chris Rock one he did. Yeah. And then, yeah, he did this new one with Jennifer Aniston, and I think he's got a Halloween one coming out next year, so he's set. Yeah. And, I mean, I think this is a good time to bring up, too, like, these are bad movies. They're they're not... He's he's pushing them out. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, a year later, maybe months later, yeah. he's pushing a new one out. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like he has deadlines, and he's... A, co- a kid in college and is writing the paper that's due tomorrow, yeah. the night before. But again, he's having fun with this. He's having so much fun, you with it. and you could just tell by how diverse they are. It's like mm-hmm. I had this idea, I want to put it down and just see what, see what it does. Yeah, but, with, but like I said, they're bad movies, and yeah. I think all the Razzies that he has acquired over the mm-hmm. years, nomination wins, he has the most for an actor and a movie combined in two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. It's warranted. Have any of his um, Netflix movies been on there? For Razzies? Yeah. I'd be interested to see. The Cobbler? Okay. Yeah, he was the worst actor in there. That's the only one for actor, but for picture? Um, I, no, you know, no can, not, not for picture. Can I say something about the Razzies, though? It's like... It's almost like they joke on themselves. Because it's like, alright, 2016 he was nominated for Worst Actor. The Cobbler and Pixels. But he was also nominated for Worst Screen Combo for The Cobbler. Adam Sandler. And who do you think he was nominated for Worst Screen Couple with? I have no idea. It it says Adam Sandler and any pair of shoes. (laughs) Like, don't shit like that. You know, like... I thought I'll be for an actor's name. Any fair shoes? That's funny. No, just but like, as ridiculous as it is, Happy Gilmore got nominated. For, he got nominated for Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. He got it's nominated like, for Big Daddy, Waterboy. I, you for, know, for, no. If, if he's nominated for Happy Gilmore, I don't. Let's not give any credit to. That. I mean, Lil Lil Nicky was nominated for Worst Picture, and it probably yeah. should have won because that was terrible. Yeah, but Big won. Daddy was also nominated for Terrible Picture. Yeah, back yeah. in nineteen ninety nine. He was nominated for Worst Actor for Deeds and Eight Crazy Nights, which is an ad- animated movie. Like, He won for Jack and Jill for Worst Picture and Worst Actor. He deserved that. And then he won Best Actor for Just Go With It in 2011, the same year. I heard that wasn't too bad. I never saw it, but I heard it wasn't like horrible. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Happy Gilmore, wow. But what? I think it's, it's kind of hard, hard transitioning into the... The fourth and final head on the Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler, yeah, which was taken over by Abraham Lincoln, mm. and the whole idea behind him was like preserving your legacy and that kind of stuff. 
all that. So, the floor is yours, Matt. What is your choice for a movie, a role for Adam Sandler that is his, his legacy? So, my choice is... The Majorowitz Stories. Ooh. And I, I wasn't expecting s- that. Have you seen this one? I have not, but I heard great things. The... So his character in the movie is essentially, his whole life he had been this like stay-at-home dad, and his daughter is going off to college. So his daughter going off to college is kind of prompting him and his wife to separate. So the daughter was kind of keeping them together. Once she leaves the house, him and the wife grow apart. They leave each other. Um, and I, he's, he's just really good in this. Like he, I, I, again, kind of like similar to what I was talking about, the wedding singer, he's really vulnerable in this role and he's just, it's not the regular like Sandler that you used to seeing that, you know, fart poop joke. He's very, um, he's just really good in it. I don't really know what else to say. And it's kind of like the movie is essentially their dad, Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller plays his brother in the movie. And um, Dustin Hoffman plays the dad, and he's this big kind of like artsy guy. And they've kind of just kind of been living in the shadow of their dad their whole life. Um, ben Stiller's a super successful guy, and Adam Sandler's kind of just this low life. He's I, I wouldn't describe him as a low life, but he's never really worked a job in his life outside of being like a freeloader. Maybe no, not even a freeloader, but like he was just kind of the stay-at-home dad that just kind of. You know, now that him and his wife are separating, he's got to kind of try and find his own way. Yeah. His daughter's not going to be in the picture as much. But, and again, kind of that leads to some really good dramatic stuff from, from Sandler in this movie. Yeah. Um, he, he was great in it. I would, I would recommend this movie. I, the movie's not, like, phenomenal, but he is, I, I think he's really good in it. So Yeah, I mean, I, I've, it's always been on my, ra- on my radar. Mm-hmm. I just never got around to seeing it. Yeah, yeah. But like you, like you said, it, it's... One of his more serious roles, so I, I guess that that's a way to to really say that that's mm-hmm. defining your legacy. Yeah, no, and I, 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 yeah. So to kind of jump into why I chose this is just like the like this is the kind of role I want to see him do more often. I'm not saying he can't do those like screwball comedies that he usually does, but I think he again, like I think he shines in these dramatic roles and hot take i know he's getting all this praise for uncut gems but i think in terms of his best performance as an actor i this is his best performance i think i would say and i liked him in punch truck love a lot he was good in that but i think this adam sandler in the myrowitz stories is his his best performance as an actor drop the mic that's what I'm, I'm just saying. That was very well said. So, yeah. That was very well said. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts, Dave? Or... Before I, I give my final pick, I would like to give an honorable mention. Hey. Okay. And I would like for you to chime chime in if if, if, you, if you could a little bit with this one. Come on. Little, Definitely. Little. It was kind of hard to choose between the the two that I'm gonna I'm gonna mention. So the honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Rain on me. Ooh, I okay. Do you think, never, did you think did I, you think that was gonna be my final one? I did not. No, I I have an idea what your final one might be, but 
Um, I've never seen this movie. I hear it's good, but I've never seen it. This is a really good movie. Yeah. So can you give me like the basic premise of it? uh, Yeah. Very, very simple. It's he stars alongside Don Cheadle. Very good actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Don Cheadle. So Don Cheadle and him were roommates in college. Mm -hmm. They grew apart and they reconnect again. Don Cheadle is like this big successful guy. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler experiences PTSD because his family was killed in 9-11. Ooh. Okay. So he, so he's just... I wouldn't say he's, like, homeless, but he's, like, borderline homeless. Mm-hmm. He, he rides, like, an electric scooter around the entire time. Yeah. Looks like he, he plays video games a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he just, you know... You put two and two together. Like, he's... He's just out there. Mm. And he reconnects with them, his roommate from college. And it's just an emotional roller coaster throughout the entire movie. And I would make the argument that this might be one of his best performances because it is, without a doubt, all drama, all serious, all the time. Yeah. I've heard it's good. I've heard he is very good in it. Very, very good. Yeah. And there's not much more I could really say about that because it's an honorable mention. Okay. So let's hear what your top choice is. Yeah, so I'll just get right down to it. My final choice. Uncut Gems. Ooh, Okay. And I say this because as far as a legacy, your legacy is defined by who you were, who you are, and who you will be. And I think Uncut Gems encapsulates everything that Adam Sandler is, was, and will be. There's certain parts where you you see the immature version of Adam Sandler Mm -hmm. in this movie. And I go back to that scene where he's in, in the closet Mm-hmm. And he's texting his girlfriend, and he's saying all the perverted stuff. Yeah. And just dealing with the, you know, for one scene, he pulls out a chain, and it's got a Furby on it. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple like of Im- immature like things like that. Yeah. But the character itself is very, very mature, like, you know, he's established, like, in The Wedding Singer, Fifty First Dates. Anger management. Anger management. Like, he was an yeah. established guy. Mm-hmm. And it has the more serious tone with, like, what the movie's about, mm-hmm. what he's doing. It brings in the family ties, but it's not, like, not, like, the kind of shit you see in, like, grown-ups or, yeah. or whatever. I, you know, and I don't want to kind of jump on your parade here, Dave, but I think what's interesting with Sandler in this movie is, like, I feel like he's playing the best of both worlds. Because I don't feel like he's playing this, like, the Meyerowitz stories. He's just playing kind of this straight-laced guy. Versus, like, an Uncut Gems where he's this gambling addict. And I feel like he's playing, like, he's towing the line of, like, being serious, but also kind of he's doing a voice in it a little bit. You know? Like, stuff like that. And you can totally tell from Uncut Gems versus, and, like, the Meyerwood stories, right on me, where he's not involved with, like, the casting, directing, producing, mm-hmm. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, There's not as much stress on him, you can just tell, where yeah. he's just... All for the acting. He devotes himself 100% to the acting of it. Where I think, like, in different things, he's more stressed about, like, this scene could have been better if you did it like this. Like, if the poop poop fell on your left cheek versus your right cheek. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that kind of stuff is, like, in the back yeah. of his mind. That's a great point. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Because, I yeah, I think there's a certain sense of, like, he doesn't have creative control over this. So it's, like, the Safdie brothers are able to get the best out of him in this scene. Versus, like, yeah, like, if he was in it, it's like, yeah, like, where's the monkey going to throw the shit? You know, in your right cheek or left cheek. Yeah, well, I think it's, like, they're, they're just, the different people have different views of 
of things. It's not just the like one set of lenses that are that are taking control of the movie. So that that's my choice. I mean, that's a great choice. I will not. You and know, I think like you know all of our choices. You know, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, mm-hmm. and then we chose Mr. Deeds, Wedding, Wedding Singer, and then we chose the Netflix, Netflix stuff, Netflix. and then we chose Meyerowitz mm-hmm. and Uncut Gems. Uncut like Gems. we're both on the same kind of. Uh, oh God! What is this? We're getting a call. We're not making a call. Right? No, okay. someone's calling in. Yeah, let's. Uh, I guess we answer. Hi, you're on Postgrader Bruce with Matt and Dave. Who is this? Uh, Harry, you're you're right next door. Why are you calling? Dude, you know I hear you talking about the Oscars and Sandler. It's freaking bullshit this year. So you're, you're talking? You're upset that Sandler wasn't nominated? I've been upset that he hasn't been nominated for freaking years. You know, <laughs> they, they snubbed him for the freaking cobbler. You know, five six years ago. The cobbler? He hasn't. Yes. Dude, that is a tale of magic and whimsy. <laughs> Whimsy. I don't, know you, I don't know what you're watching, Murray. By the Academy. That man spent time in other people's shoes. It's a brilliant metaphor that the Academy chose to overlook. But he has not been as good as he was in The Cobbler since this film in Uncut Gems. I so, related to Howard. What did you think of Uncut Gems then, Murray? Dude, I, I, I appreciated it. Uh... Like the cameos of John Anus, Mike Francesa, uh, also brilliant performers in the film. I thought they added a lot. But Sandler himself, brilliant. Yeah. Now we we we've been reviewing that this episode, so we uh, yeah we uh, we thought Adam Sandler did a great job in that movie. Did you, you like guys the? Feel he was uh, You guys feel he was overlooked? I, you know what? I, I, he was good in it, but I'm not surprised he wasn't nominated. Yeah, you the know? more that the more that I'm think I, I am reflecting on what I saw, I can see why he, I can see why he was was snubbed, but I don't I can I don't understand why the movie itself was snubbed. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? This, yeah, this yeah. freaking Academy, dude. Years years ago, they overlooked Fly Away Home. Okay, whatever. I can handle. You're still that. harping over Fly Away Home. You love that movie. Yes. But you tell me in 2003 that Gary Oldman doesn't deserve Best Supporting Actor for Tiptoes? I'm out. I'm not having that shit. One of the biggest snobs in Academy history. All right, now Murray, what do Wait, Gary Oldman in Tiptoes? Yes. Overlooked. I don't think I've never seen that movie, Murray. Can you give us like a brief synopsis of it? Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale. Are planning to get engaged, but McConaughey hasn't told her that his family is all doors. I think uh, Snow White and the Seven Doors. McConaughey uh, as the uh, character of Snow White. The family, there's, there's way more than seven. Are these these doors? And, and Gary Oldman is the heart of that film. Yeah, T- it's called Tiptoes. Yes. I'll have to check it out. I never heard of it. You sound like you're you sound like you're on the bottle, Murray. What are you drinking tonight? Dude, I I don't, I want I, I was trying to figure out what you guys had over there. Is this, I, is this hitting you hard? I, I saw there was a a man elf out here. I 
think that, that uh, you're drinking mad elf? Yeah, that's what I have right here. Oh Jesus mad Christ, elf, dude! Watching below deck. You know, Bravo. Did you get the Did you get the Duchess your your car keys? My car keys. You can't be driving with that shit, dude. I'm not driving, dude. I'm here. Where Where's your wife tonight? Uh, she's out of work. Uh, she's on a late shift, which means uh, you know that's why I got this bottle. I can do here what I want, and I take advantage of that. You know, you guys should have had me fucking on the show. I'm fucking on this call line for hours. Uh, well, Matt. Well, Matt said that you were buying a ticket to go out to California, hoping to see Sandler on the red carpet for winning. I thought you were already out. I was planning on going there. I was that confident he was going to uh, going to get nominated. I thought the Academy was going to get a wife this year, but sadly they didn't. Yeah. Uh, Leg was for playing with fire. That's another one that I missed. Best supporting actor. He really missed out on that one. I, Cena was good. Not good enough to be nominated. I could respect that. So do you think you that... Look John Leguizamo in that film? So do you think wow. the Academy should go towards more of a uh, an audience voting centric kind of way versus like a panel that they have in place now? I think so. I mean, uh, you know, Sandler does receive his, uh, you know, fair share of awards. I saw he, uh, he won a lot of what it, whatever these are called, these Wazzy Awards. And, yeah. Uh, I mean... But they're not. I mean, I don't know if uh, Cobbler if he got anything for that one. I don't know if he did. Was he nominated for Dave? Dave did his research for this episode. I know. I'll tell um, you right now. Yeah. So the Cobbler, right? The Cobbler. Yeah. He was not nominated for worst picture for the Cobbler. He was nominated for Pixels, Paul Blart Two, Grown Ups Two, That's My Boy. Bucky Larson, which he produced. He also produced um, Paul Blart. Yeah. Jack and Jill, which he won for. Uh, Chuck <laughs> and Larry. Deuce, Deuce Bigelow, European Jiggler, which he also produced. Little Nicky. And like, the biggest curveball, and I, I would love to get your reaction, Big Daddy. Big Daddy? I, uh, I haven't seen that film in a few years, but I mean, I think that film brought weighed attention to an issue of uh, the McDonald's breakfast. Uh, I think they addressed that. The sausage uh, McMuffin? I think they let an entire generation know when breakfast ends there, you know? You know, we got to see the uh, one of my favorite shows of all time, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Get to see them as younger performers, brilliant talents. Murray, you're like six years old. Why are you watching Sweet Life for? Well, you know, I, I appreciate what that show was doing. It was a, it was a tale of... Uh, Hardship, a single mother in a hotel, and I just thought that uh, the Disney Channel really did a good job on that one, and I uh, I appreciated seeing them in Big Daddy as well. Was was there a character in the Sweet Life that you related to? Uh, you know, you guys fucking Bosby. You know, you guys would fucking say I'm the janitor. I'm fucking Mosby, dude. Mosby, he was wasn't he the manager there? Yeah, he was the. Uh, Whoever was out in the lobby all, all the time, the uh, yeah, I guess you call it the manager. Yeah, I was like Norman the doorman. Norman. <laughs> Norman was good. Norman was good. Yeah, I forgot about that show. But you, you know, it's interesting too. I want to bring this up before I forget it, Murray. So you brought up you think Leguizamo was snubbed for supporting actor for was it Playing with Fire? Yeah, Playing yeah. Playing with Fire. Okay, I, and I know it's interesting because Dave did mention. 
probably one of the roles that Leguizamo is most famous for in The Pest. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. Oh, The Pest. What are your thoughts on that? uh, The Pest, I really enjoy. I I think it's a great film. Um, Very maybe controversial for some, but I think it's a, a brilliant portrayal of a, uh, a diverse diverse character. Controversial? Um, he hit every race on the planet in that movie. <laughs> I, for some, maybe it didn't, it didn't do it, but for me it did. That is, that is actually the only film I have on 4K. Once I am able to watch 4K films, The Pest will be in that player in an instant. Hey, you love The Pest. Okay. <laughs> Um, so in, in general, Murray, though, what, what were your thoughts on the nominations this year? Who do you, like, what do you think should be there? What do you think shouldn't be there? Um, you know, know, I thought there were some good things, uh, in some of the categories. Definitely think, uh, Playmobil movie was overlooked. Uh, I think you could make an argument it was overlooked for best picture, but definitely for best animated feature. It had, it should have been in there. It's a shame okay. that it wasn't. Some what, what are some other films? This uh, I'm trying to. I, I have seen some films this year. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of some others. I like seeing. Uh, well, what's her name? Was freaking Francis Cowboy, the Joker. You wish she was in there. Yes, it's freaking bullshit. Would you go best actress or best supporting actress for her? Personally, best actress, but if she's got a better shot on best supporting actress, I'll take it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, looks like both those, uh, you know, supporting actress and actress are kind of locked down, but yeah. So you really think she should have been in there? She should have been in there. I think yeah. the uh, the creature from Star Wars, Babu Flick, I would have liked to have seen him. I thought he gave a hell of a performance. Mm-hmm. You, know he's getting his, you know he's getting his own um, spin-off show, right? Shit. Disney Plus series. Yeah. yeah. You got Disney Plus? I I have it wigged from our apartment over on the well she's not on your side, Matt, she's on my side. I I hooked up some things with the cables with the Ethernet. Somehow I got onto her Disney Plus. I was wondering what those binder clips were just hanging over the ceiling. What the hell was that about? Yeah. I have to try and try and wig this. I, I'm trying to watch gargoyles on Disney Plus. Gargoyles? <laughs> You know, freaking, freaking Kuil, I could only see parts of, of him in, in Mandalorian. I don't know why that was getting, that was getting knocked down. Yeah. Murray, there's a, like a fish smell that we've been smelling all night, like throughout like this complex. Yeah. Are you cooking something over there? Well, I'm making a, uh, a stew, some uh, local Delaware one-off quads. I found some uh, spare amberjack from the fresh grocer that is... Uh, not too too far away. I've been working on that. I don't know how fresh it is. Uh, Amberjack was on clearance. Oof, Murray! And, uh, you're really taking a risk on that, Murray. Maybe it'll pay off. Uh, I don't know. You That's... guys can come over if you want some. I'm good. I, I'm. We we just ordered a pizza, yeah. so we're, we're we're kind of full. But thank you for the offer, though. We really yeah. appreciate it. You, uh, you guys think the pizza guy's gonna want to come up here? Disney Plus has been working lately, man. I got a think. I think I got the good dinosaur home right now. But really getting into that. Only only ten minutes in. If he wants to come up here, he can come up here. 
All right, you, you can let him know, Murray. We're not, you know, <laughs> if you're going to invite him into your house, you let him know. So, yeah. All right. Gargoyle is good, though. <laughs> Are you enjoying that? Dude, it's badass. Yeah. I crack open a little bit of uh, Cellini, put on Gargoyles. I, it's a little staticky. Most times it, it comes through. I'm able to get the, uh, the whole 20 minutes, but uh, not all the time. I think I think uh, Joan and I maybe are going to twine start to watch the uh, what it's, it's an old Disney show. Trying twi- to think if if we can't get to that one, we'll maybe d- delve into uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm interested. I mean, do you do you have Netflix or like HBO or anything, or are you just strictly Disney? Because there's some good content uh, on those, you know. Netflix. I do. I have been on Netflix. I really appreciated that show with Kathy Bates, who I like seeing her this this year, but she was really critically overlooked for her series Disjointed. Disjointed. Okay. Brilliant, ser- brilliant series on Netflix. Yeah. What is that? She owns like a marijuana dispensary or something. Oh yeah. 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 Devil's Lettuce caught up to me a few weeks ago. Uh, Did you just say the Devil's Lettuce? <laughs> Caught up to me several years ago. I had to cut off it. I could stick to things like Mad Elf. I had my my officer said I have to call it that. It's the only way that I can see it as a negative and get away from it. All right. Well, I know the cops came last time you made the weed. Uh, girls got cookies, so we're yeah we're we're glad you're you're back and all that kind of stuff yeah. for now. The, uh, Did you? I think I'm gonna respect respect the territory this year. Back off a bit. Did you settle that lawsuit with the Girl Scouts? Because I know they were. You got sued by them, right? Uh, I did. Me and uh, my lawyer, we were able to find a settlement with them. Uh, I was trying to get that the infamous uh, Wayne Spear, but I think he's primarily for accidents. Tried to tell him this was an accident, but uh, couldn't come to that, so they just appointed me one. We were able to settle out of court. All right, we'll we'll leave it at that then. We don't. All tales have it at the ending, I guess. Yeah. Well, Murray, uh, we got to wrap things up here. Yeah. But it was it was nice right. talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll, we'll get you on. I think we'll get we'll get you on for an episode. Theater Rex, maybe. I know you like that movie. Yeah. The, the, the Whoopi Goldberg is badass, and the, and the animatronics. It's fucking better than Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the new Star Wars. Well, I, Yes. Yeah. Dude, you know, I, I'd love to be on there for uh, that Birds of Prey. Dude, that Margot Wabi. As, as Harley Quinn. Strictly. Dude, 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 you're alive, you're alive. Keep it PJ, keep it PJ. You're alive, you're alive, you're alive. Yeah. Murray, we don't need another, like, cats discussion going on here. <laughs> dude, you guys told me you like that shit. We did not see cats. We didn't see cats. Yeah. You guys tell me that shit, but... I mean, maybe you did see it, we just don't see an episode. Just think it this way, you could have had an iPad, but you chose, like, one of the worst cinematic films ever yeah. made over an iPad. You know... Which you could have watched I Cats on. I have to accept that Cats was overlooked, but, uh, I would have liked to have seen it in there. The, uh, Jason Derulo, what can I say? And you know what, we can't say anything, Murray. So we, we, we appreciate you stopping by this episode. Um... You know, Thanks being patient. On, finally. So, yeah. Patient as shit. 
Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, man. With a with a couple of days notice, you're more than welcome to come on to the show. Definitely. All right, I'd, lo I'd love to be on. Theodore Rex, you're locked in. All right. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you, boys. We'll catch you later, Murray. You have a good one. Oh, shit, dude, the fucking. Or he's gonna say. He did a mystery. You know, there's not one. Honestly, there's not one clear set version of the Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler that could be in place. But I think everyone like, has their own opinion. But I think we we separated everything as best as we possibly could. For sure. And we're curious to see what you, the fans, also think about this. So we're gonna have an Instagram post out to promote this episode. Yeah. Drop a comment on the. Uh, on the post, like the question is going to ask you, and just say, "What is your Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler?" We're just curious to see what the what the people think. Let us know what you say. You got any uh, closing thoughts on Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler as a whole? I, you know, it it's weird because I like him doing these comedic roles, but I also really like it when he does these serious roles, like in Uncut Gems, Meyerowitz stories. You know, punch drunk love, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's making some crazy money with Netflix, but at the same time, like, I want to see him do more serious stuff like this, um, just because he really has proven he he's a great dramatic actor. You know, he's not just all poop and fart jokes. Yeah. So the more we can see of that, I think the cooler it will be. I don't know, right? I do a hundred percent, and I'm gonna make a weird comparison to what you just said. You know, I really appreciate Adam Sandler a lot because, you know, you get you, you know what you're getting from Adam Sandler. He doesn't he doesn't fake himself. He's just there having fun with his friends. Yeah, he's doing things that he thinks is funny. Mm. It's unlike Taylor Swift, who, you know, did country and then moved the pop and just completely changed her entire tone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, again, I think he can do, like, a horrible movie like Jack and Jill, and he doesn't even need to talk about it. Right? Yeah, you have to, like, really appreciate that he really, like, he stuck to his roots. Like, he, you know his layout, you know what he does, and you know what to expect. Yeah. But at the same token, I think he owes it to himself to branch out from doing everything mm -hmm. and just focusing on the one thing that you're really good at and that's acting because he is a good actor yeah he's a good actor yeah. and you see him from the roles of like uncut gems Meyerwoods. Like, I, I, I can keep saying this over again keep going yeah but yeah. you know the more he does of that i think you, the more you you start to see more sides of adam sandler that we didn't we didn't think were possible and it's Makes makes that journey when you see the movie all that more exciting. Mm -hmm. I won't disagree with you on that. Yeah, um, this was a fun episode, Dave. I had a great a yeah, great time doing this. We uh, you know we reviewed Uncut Gems, did a little bit of you know took some phone calls, and then obviously we had you know our Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler. So uh, we appreciate everyone listening out there. Yeah, we really do appreciate it, and spread the word. Like, tell your friends. If you really enjoy what we're, what we're saying and what we're doing, yeah, just tell your friends, spread the word. You know, mm -hmm. we're on social media. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. Yeah. Good, bad, the ugly, we don't care. We just we're really interested in the feedback. 
Like we said, we're going to be posting something on Instagram, so feel free to comment on that. Let us know your thoughts on Sandler, where you would rate the Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler, and uh, we'll interact with you. Yeah, and so. if and we, I always we're always inviting more guests on. Mm-hmm. If you want to come on and talk to us, shoot us a DM. You know we're on we're on social media, like I mentioned, and. Honestly, the most of our audience is probably people that we we know on a personal basis. So just shoot us a text. You know, we'd be more than happy to come on and share your story. Even if you, even if you don't want to review a movie or anything like that, like we'll we'll, we'll make something work. We'll just talk. Yeah, yeah, like like I said, January, February, maybe even March. I think it's kind of a dull dull time period. Are great movies. But if you want to come on, we will hundred percent make time for you. Make time, absolutely. So uh, with that said, uh, Matt. And I'm Dave. And this has been Post Credit Bruce. Thanks for listening.